For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but for some reason, they just won't go to sleep. And for this reason, I created the podcast Bedtime History. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. Join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Critter Protectors, Mr. Jim here, and welcome to Kids Animal Stories, a place where there's always a mystery and adventure around every single corner. If you love critters of all shapes and sizes, I need you on our Critter Protector team. Join our adventure as we learn about critters from around the world and in our backyards. Well, my friends, Are you ready for today's adventure? Me too, let's go! Today's story is a mystery adventure, which means as a critter protector, you need to listen to all the clues. I'm not going to tell you what critter this story is about, and it's gonna be up to you to solve this mystery. Douglas enjoyed playing with his brothers, All 100 of them. Holy smokes, they must have a big dinner table. (laughs) Sometimes he wished he had at least one sister. But then again, eh, his favorite game was coral tag, though. He loved swimming as fast as he could through the coral reef. You can't catch me, Douglas shouted as he swam fast over and under the maze of plants, rocks, coral, and anemones. You better go faster, his brother Arthur shouted as he caught up to Douglas. Ah, man, you caught me. Douglas was tagged and decided to take a little break. Aside from swimming and playing with his brothers, he liked daydreaming and staring out into the open ocean. (sighs) I just wish I could swim out there. Even though his parents didn't like him getting too close to the edge of the coral, he sure loved thinking about what it could be like out there. I wonder if there's fish bigger than this whole town, or, I don't know, mysterious treasures dropped from the great above? (laughs) The great above is what Douglas liked to call the bright area way up above him. He never visited it, but it was fun to think about. Huh, what do you think he's talking about? It's said that he swims in the ocean. What do you think the great above is? Oh, <laughs> I think he's talking about the sky, like the air above the ocean. Come on, Douglas, come on, plow down. Arthur was becoming impatient, and it was Doug's turn to chase. Okay, okay, y- you better swim fast, though. Doug called and chased after him again. They had so much fun that day because it was a beautiful, crystal clear water kind of day. You know, the kind of day that you could just see forever and ever. Ah, they loved living in a clean ocean. After a bit more chasing and resting, the boy's dad called that it was time to come in for dinner. Dinner time! He shouted. Dinner was quite the production. You see, all the little fish lined up and took turns swimming, eating, 
and brushing from side to side in their homes. When they finally finished, it was then time for bed. What about your dinners? What are some rhythms and patterns that you might do around dinner time? Maybe somebody sets the table and maybe somebody fills all the cups up with water or sets the silverware out. Yeah, it's kind of nice to have patterns at meal times. Oh, wow, today was today was a pretty good day, Douglas said. Douglas was really happy to have such a safe home to keep him safe and protected from predators that he'd always heard about. He liked to think of his home as like a super secret spy shield. It had a very special way of keeping all of him and his bright colors and bright fins safe and sound. Well, after a good night's sleep and the hour-long process to eat breakfast as a family, whoa, that's a long time. Douglas headed out again for a fun day of playing and exploring again. But something crazy was going to happen today that he did not see coming. Today, Douglas decided to head out with Tom, Nate, and Jake. These three brothers were known as his adventurous bros. They loved to find new things and study their surroundings. No, Doug, if you come along, you have to keep up. No tag, no silly games. We're going on a science mission today, Tom said in a very, uh, his best serious tone. Don't worry, guys. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Douglas assured them and he headed out. The boys looked up close at the coral, found some tiny treasures, collected about five new shells, and even found a plant they'd never even seen before. Hey, uh, Tom, Nate, Jake, uh, do you have any idea if the same things we found here can be found way out in the open ocean or in the great above? Douglas wondered if his town was really that special or all this stuff was found everywhere else. Well, we do live in the Great Barrier Reef here in Australia, but hmm, I think there are at least a handful of other areas that have a similar ecological makeup. Tom was always one to know everything, uh, but he was also one for using huge words like ecological. What does that mean? An easy way to think of ecology, or that big word that Tom used, ecological, is to think about it like friendships. You see, animals and plants and even non-plants like rocks and dirt, they all have a very special friendship together. And so the critters that naturally live in a certain place, they're kind of built to live there. All the different plants and critters, they work together to keep their neighborhood running smoothly. Think of, hmm, squirrels. Squirrels, they really like acorns, right? But they can't make them by themselves. They have to rely on the big oak tree to make the acorns. And so they have a special kind of relationship, like a friendship, and that is a part of the ecology in that area. So just like squirrels and oak trees, uh, these fish, like Tom, Nate, Jake, and Douglas, they have a special ecological function in their neighborhood, too. 
Well, a bit more time went by and the four explorers decided it was about time to head back to their safe little area of the anemone. But as they entered their neighborhood, something didn't seem quite right. It was far too quiet and way too still. What is happening? They all froze and darted underneath something. What will the brothers discover? Will they be okay? I'm not sure, but we're going to have to wait and see what happens on the next episode of Kids Animal Stories. For all the parents out there, picture that it's bedtime. You and the kids have been busy all day. You know they're tired, but with all that anxious energy, they just won't go to sleep. This was my kids every night. But I did find that stories calmed their mind and gave them something to focus on. So six years ago, I created the kids' podcast, Bedtime History, to help solve that problem. Bedtime History is a series of relaxing history stories that end with an inspirational message. We have episodes about Jackie Robinson, Neil Armstrong, Maya Angelou, and Sacagawea. Episodes also include topics like space exploration, engineering, the rise and fall of civilizations, and major events like the Civil Rights Movement and the Transcontinental Railroad. With over 2,000 positive parent reviews, Bedtime History is one of the top education podcasts. This week, join me and listen to Bedtime History every Monday and Thursday on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Great job. You listened all the way to the end. Uh, Have you figured out what kind of critter that Douglas is? Mm, I've been listening for the clues, and it's hard. Let's see, I heard something about he's probably a fish, lives in the oceans, got bright colors, lives in a sea anemone, and... Hmm, that's tough. Do you have any ideas? I'm not quite sure yet, but I think we're going to have to wait and see what happens on the next episode. I will see you later, Critter Protectors. Bye!